Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Rita Saeed. She's a registered dietitian who works in the clinical area of dietetics, but knows there's something more out there for her professionally. Rita and I connected on social media because she was having a hard time with where she fit in as a registered dietitian. As she finished her internship and entered the career force, Rita felt she was losing her passion for the profession really, really early and questioning why she became a dietitian in the first place. She shares a personal side and talks about the parts of dietitian life we all experience. She also shares some great insight to working through all the changes of becoming a new dietitian. Please enjoy my conversation with Rita. Well, Rita, I'm excited to talk with you. It was funny when we were trying to navigate this whole um, podcast technology. You popped up in my phone as Rita, and I put awesome girl from Instagram as your contact <laughs> in my phone. So That's so funny. I know. Isn't that funny how that popped up? I was like, oh, I forgot I put it in there like that. So we connected on Instagram, and I know that we connected over some interesting topics, but... I'm so glad we did connect and I'm excited to learn more about you and have a great conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I feel like you touch so many people in so many ways. And I'm so glad that we connected because you were so kind enough to send me a copy of your book. And I actually read it. Um, what was the title of the book again? It's, um, I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? <laughs> right. Yes. And I was kind of like in that funky mood and I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is me. And I was just like, it, it was so comforting to know that I was not alone and feeling this way. Oh, that's good. Well, you know what? It's, isn't it good to know that there's other dietitians that go through different parts in their career and it's not all like rainbows and unicorns for <laughs> for our profession? Yeah, for sure. I mean, social media is huge, especially, you know, with nutrition and there's a lot of RDs and non-RDs out there and, you know, everybody's putting their best face forward and being really happy and, you know, upbeat. And you don't really see all the work that goes behind it or even all the emotional stuff. Or even if someone is not doing so well and, and not thriving, you think that they're thriving because of what they're putting out in the world. And it kind of makes you feel alone when you're going through something and you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I even want to do this anymore. I don't know what my path in life is anymore. And to, to feel like you're going through it alone and to feel like basically an imposter, right? Imposter syndrome. Like that's what it's all about. You feel like you're a fraud. 
because it's the struggle is because you're not. Yeah. And I, I can totally understand that because I feel like social media kind of has created that monster a little bit. Don't you feel just like you said, with all the, the facade or the, the beautiful life that's portrayed on so many people's accounts that, you know, for me, if, you know, when I first became a dietitian, you know, 19 years ago, social media wasn't a thing. And you just did your thing, you know, you had no one yeah. to compare to. You just kind of did your thing. And now I feel like for the younger dietitians that it's a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. Because you see so many people being successful out there and you kind of think to yourself, what am I doing wrong? And that's so bad. And that's, that makes me sad because you're not doing anything wrong. But like you said, people are just putting out this fantastic branding and layout and who knows what they're paying for that or (laughs) who knows how much stress it causes them to do that to make sure that that upkeep is always happening um i think of that and it makes me tired (laughs) like i couldn't do that (laughs) it is it is so much work i know that we connected on instagram but I've been kind of off the grid for a little while now, or maybe a lot of while now, um, <laughs> because I, it got to a point where I was constantly trying to think of things to post and captions and what to talk about. And it became so exhausting, especially when it wasn't fun anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm the type of person who I, I really follow my heart and I really follow my passion and my intuition. And if something just doesn't feel fun for me anymore, and it feels more like a chore and I'm not getting joy out of it, I simply need to take a step back and reevaluate um, and, and find like, what is the purpose of this? If it's not bringing me the joy that I want, Oh, that makes me so happy to hear that because I think there's, you are like a special human to think that way. Cause <laughs> no, seriously, because I feel like people don't tap into that feeling of joy and what your passion is. They forget along the way. And I love that you still honor that and you still follow that part of your heart. Yeah. I, I think it's just so important. You know, I mean, We all, especially as dietitians and, you know, professionals who want to help others, I mean, we're not really in it for the money, right? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Into it because we're passionate about it because we want to make a difference, whatever that difference is that gives us meaning to our lives. Um, So it's like, you know, it's really important to hold on to that passion because at the end of the day, you want to be able to go to sleep at night or even look back, you know, on your life, knowing that you did, you know, what your calling was rather than kind of mindlessly going through the day. And I think that's what I've been really struggling with. And I think that's what a lot of entry-level dietitians struggle with when they get their first job and it's not exactly what they had wanted or, you know, not the end goal or not the reason they got into nutrition. Um, and it, it's kind of like this disconnect between the passion 
um, and the purpose and what you're doing day to day. And I, you know, I think that's, that's a, I, like I mentioned to you before, I just had another dietitian that um, contacted me. She's just been a dietitian for maybe like six months and she's feeling the exact same way for like that. You just mentioned that entry level dietitian that you kind of have this ideal. Did you kind of have an ideal in your head of what you thought would be post internship life as a dietitian? Um, well, not really, but I did definitely did not expect to feel as lost and, um, I really don't know what other word to use for it, but kind of deflated almost, you know, like I was so like, I was so pumped up with zest and joy and, and, you know, you finally get your RD license and you feel on top of the world. Like this is it. I'm going to change the whole world. You know, like yeah. you have these huge dreams. And then you kind of, you know, you get the job and you're like, okay, I need to pay the bills. I got this job and I'm going to, I'm going to think about my dreams and work on it. But then it's like every day, it's like you do this job that you feel like is almost kind of meaningless to you. And it's not, it doesn't align with your values. And, and it's not helping the, it's not making the difference that you kind of have no. like in your ideas yeah yeah and eventually somewhere along the way you kind of start to question well why did I want to do this in the first place like I, I, do did I even really want to do this you know and, mm -hmm. and that's when the struggle becomes real because you're questioning like why did I why am I a dietitian again and did I just do it because I fell into it? I just kept going with it. It's kind of like a bad relationship sometimes. <laughs> like you're in yeah. this relationship and you're like, why am I in this anymore? I've done it for so long and I don't even know, you know, I can't even go back to the original time. Yeah. And I really, really was passionate about it, which is a good, is let's maybe, let's talk about your, so let's talk about your journey. Let's go back to your, your kind of aha moment when you thought, I really like dietetics. I, I think I want to be a diet. Did you even know what a dietitian was when you kind of thought about it? No, you know, they should really have a proper orientation for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until like my second year of college. Um, but to start from the beginning, I was kind of trying to figure out what career path I wanted to follow um, in college and what to major in. And, you know, like I mentioned before, like I'm a big, um, I follow my intuition and a lot of the time it's right. So if I hear of something, I just get this feeling, you know, like this is it, like this is what's right for me. And that's how I felt when I first heard about a nutritionist or, or someone that helps other people become healthier um, and so I was like, Hey, like this, this is sounds right for me because I was always kind of interested in food and, you know, really amazed. I mean, in sixth grade, my 12 year old brain was blown when I learned <laughs> what food actually does to us in our bodies when we eat it. And I was like, wow, like 
I never really thought about that. All these years I've been eating food and I didn't know that it just gives us the energy of life and it heals us and all these other things. So, I mean, it, it, the career just kind of spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I did my undergrad at Brooklyn College in New York. Um, and after that, I took some time off. And then I went back to grad school for my master's, which was actually really interesting because in between that time, between undergrad and grad school, um, I had realized that a lot of the careers that we are offered in our field just didn't feel right with what I wanted to do. So I knew that I wanted to do something out of the norm which is why I chose to do a master's degree in nutrition business. Um, Yeah, it's really cool, right? Like I had never heard that there was even such a program. So when I was doing research and I came across it, I was like, this is the one for me because I mean, honestly, everyone could use some business knowledge. Yes, for sure. I didn't even know that was a, a degree that was offered. Yeah, isn't it cool? So it's it's a com- 100% cool. online. So I did it online. Um and it was um it was clinical nutrition with uh concentration in nutrition business. No, not clinical nutrition. I'm forgetting what the name was. Anyway, it was nutrition <laughs> studies with a concentration in in business and entrepreneurship. So I actually learned a lot about developing a business and specifically in nutrition. Um, and I developed a business plan as well, which was really cool. Um, so that was great. And then I went on to do my internship with Keith and Associates which is a brand new program. I was part of their first class. And, you know, it's funny how these things happen because guess what? My internship, they also had a concentration in business and entrepreneurship. Wow. So So perfectly lined up. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was like, wow, like this is so cool. And so we had a business rotation. We so... uh, we had a preceptor who was in business. My preceptor, she's in um, the media industry. So I was with her and I kind of learned about, you know, writing articles and doing research and, and things like that, which was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, as you can imagine, this excited and passionate dietitian who wants to do some kind of business or something that's just out of the ordinary to help other people um, going into a clinical job as a entry-level dietitian. So that was kind of a big letdown. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't expect it to be because I, I really enjoyed my clinical rotation when I was doing my internship. Um, so I thought, Hey, like this is going to be cool. I can get a couple of years of experience while I kind of work on whatever I want to ultimately do on the side. 
but then it's like you start the job and you know you just kind of fall into a routine and eventually it's like what I was talking about before somewhere along the way you kind of forget what the passion was about to begin with because you're not focusing on it anymore because you're working the nine to five or weekends or whatever you're doing as a clinical dietitian right yeah so when you think about the exciting parts of your internship in the business and your mentor and is that kind of ultimately when you thought about job opportunities post-internship? Were you looking for things like that? Or were you, was clinical kind of the only thing available at the time? Um, Yeah, at the time, clinical was really the only thing that was available. And, you know, having studied business at this point pretty thoroughly in nutrition, I knew that um, it would be really tough for me to just kind of jump into creating a nutrition business with you know no income and being a you know going from a student to creating a business it would take a lot of time for it to build traction and I also wasn't a hundred percent sure what exactly I wanted to focus on um, and what I wanted to build my brand or you know my career around exactly. So I knew that I would need a job to bring in some money while I try to figure that other stuff out in my spare time. And then that's where you kind of have found yourself getting into that routine and kind of forgetting about that kind of side business or that other part of your life that you wanted to develop. Yeah. Because it's got to pay those bills, right? (laughs) Well, and I think, I I think for, and this is also, maybe this is your experience too, but you know, I, I, it's just me, myself and I, and I have to support myself. I don't have a significant other dual income to help support, you know, my, my home and my jobs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not for sure. Is that kind of the situation that you're in as well? Um, no, I'm actually married. Um, and you know, he works and, but you know, the thing is, it's like these days, especially if you're living in New York city, having just one person is not enough. Like you need more than that. So, you know, in order to make sure that I was, and, and also, you also need money to start a business too. You know, there's so much that goes into it. So I knew that I, I needed, you know, a foundation to build on. And, and also just, I just wanted to get the experience. I thought it was going to be fun. I was like, Hey, this is going (laughs) to be a journey. It's going to be fun. I'm going to learn so much, you know, a couple of years and then I'm on my way to something else. And gosh, saying that now, I feel like I've become so pessimistic. You know, I hadn't realized it until I said that because I've only been a clinical dietitian for a year now and it feels like forever. And I mean, in the long run of things, yeah, I mean, a year is a long time, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like I was saying before, like I'll do it for a couple of years and it'll be like a fun thing. I mean, it's only been a year and 
I do have so much more time, but like when you're in it, it just kind of feels like you're stuck. And that's probably a testament to being in a job that you don't, like you said, like you're not passionate about it. It's not what brings you joy. It's not the area of dietetics you really want to be in, but there's all these other outlying factors that keeps you in this position. Like you said, you need, you need extra income and you need money to start your own business. And, um, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that we see on social media doesn't tell that part of the story. Yeah. So when you think about, um, your current clinical role, are you still kind of thinking in that, two-year time, I'm going to kind of move on or what are, where, what do you feel like currently as a dietitian in your current role? Um, oh, I'm definitely not going to be there for okay. <laughs> more than a couple of years. Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, I'm taking like another year or two, um, again, because of that whole got to pay the bills and, and you know, it's, it's really hard when you have a good job that pays well with good benefits, let me tell you, you read about these things and, you know, like you read about all these business women and entrepreneurs taking the risk of letting go of their stable job to start a business, but it is not easy to make that decision. I, I would, I, yeah. I would agree with you on that because like you said, the benefits and the stability and the income, I mean, that's all stuff you have to think about as far as, you know, how are you going to pay for your insurance if you start your own business? You know, how are you going to make sure that you can cover all those bases that are just automatically kind of covered with your employer? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Which is why I think it's so important to kind of, always focus and try to bring yourself back to why it's so important. You know, like I know that from your book, I remember you were a clinical dietitian, right? For quite a few years until Mm -hmm. you just felt like you just had to move on from that role. Yes. And I found myself crying every time I pulled into the parking lot because I was like, I don't want to be here. Oh, my God. I I feel you on, like, really, I know what that feels like. And I think that's a really good indicator that it's time to move on as soon as you possibly can because that's just, like, heartbreak. I mean, it's just... You know, if you're feeling that way now, it's your heart's breaking every time you do something that is not bringing you joy at all. Yeah. And it's like, again, a same like any kind of relationship you're in. If your heart's breaking, you don't need to be in that relationship and you can break up with your job. You know, (laughs) I guess I think of it very much like that. But and I and I know that you're not alone. I know there's a lot of um entry level dietitians that are going this is this is it this is what i worked so hard for mm-hmm. and this is what i was i and i feel like and maybe you can talk you know like you kind of mentioned your internship you do a lot of exciting things during school mm-hmm. and during your internship and you get all these great experiences and you meet all these amazing people doing awesome things 
And then it's like, you're done with your internship and it's like, okay, good luck. Did you kind of feel like that? Like it was just kind of a letdown after your internship? Um, I think it was a lot of the excitement and the passion that was missing. It was kind of like, you know, there are different things like, you know, like that phrase that Mary Kondo has made so popular, like sparking joy. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're doing something like, let's say for an example, you're a dietitian who does counseling. Um, that's one of the things that I found out that sparked my joy when I was talking to someone in person and you get that moment with them when you kind of you see it in their face that they're changing their thought process and that they want to change something that they're doing it's like an aha moment and you Mm -hmm. kind of walk away from that feeling like i did something that could possibly change someone's life you know it's like that contentment you know and i i wasn't getting that from work it was just really frustrating and i just kind of felt like i was just plugging in numbers and writing all these notes and it wasn't really doing anything really it didn't give me that joy and contentment that i i was looking for because you really want to help people like you want to have I mean, I think we all want to have that where we have that um, kind of reassurance or like that justification that we're Mm -hmm. doing the right thing to help people. And in clinical, I think is hard that way because you are just charting and, you know, writing notes that no one reads and (laughs) you're just like doing this cyclical thing every day where it's just the same thing over and over. Yeah. And some people really like that. Don't you think like there's some people that oh, really yeah, do well for with sure. that? Yeah, I, I have a coworker and she's brilliant. She works in the ICU. She is amazing. And she's so passionate about clinical. Like she thrives on it. She loves doing it. And, and I see that passion in her and I'm like, wow, like I want what she has. Mm-hmm. We're working in the same place, but I don't have what she has because this is something that's bringing her, you know, her whatever it is that she wanted from becoming a dietitian, that it's not doing the same thing for me. And I love that you're I love that you're recognizing this at a younger um, point of your career, because think of and I don't know, maybe you encountered someone during your internship, but I. I think of many people who stay in a job that, I mean, they stay there for 20 years and 30 years and 40. I mean, there's, there's a dietitian in Iowa that I think has only had one job that I know. I'm sure there's plenty, but she's only had one job her entire life. And she worked there for 40 some years. And I don't think she really loved her job. I think she just loved, again, like the benefits. And I think she loved the yeah. stability. And, but I don't think she loved her job and was passionate about her job. So, I mean, think of that, like that would not be an awesome experience (laughs) to to live that kind of a life. No, that makes me so sad because it's like, once you actually put your heart into something you're doing and think about it, like your job is your life. You're spending most of your time there. 
And once you unlock that passion and that joy and that purpose that you're, you're doing something with purpose, it just makes life so much more meaningful, like getting up every day to start your job rather than dreading it. And you look back and you spend 40 years doing something that is kind of like, meh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what did I even do? I don't even know. I was in a haze the whole time just because I had good benefits and <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. And I get like their situations, like some people have to stay in jobs because of financial reasons or because of, you know, family life or whatever it may be. But for you or any dietitian kind of where you're at, you know, you don't have to be stuck in that situation. And I love that you're thinking future wise, like where you want to go in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have so many opportunities now with you know, just online, the internet and social media. And you can, you can really just create a career that has never existed before that nobody's ever done before and make it into something. I mean, isn't that crazy? I think, and I think that's exciting. That's what I kind of see maybe for you. Like that's kind of on the horizon for you. I think so, because it feels like nothing that I've seen or heard of is something that I want to do. I still don't know exactly what that is. All I know is that I want to touch people in a way that that leaves them making some sort of change in their life. I have no idea what that entails, but... That's what my heart is telling me. And I'm just kind of going to, you know, follow that and stick to that and see where that goes. So you kind of keep it in the back of your head, like in your everyday life of, yeah, this, I'm going to this job and I'm doing this stuff, but you still kind of, I hope that you're keeping that in the back of your head and just keeping your eyes open for any opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I try to, you know, it's, it's hard. Like we're not. Nobody's ever always positive and, you know, but, you know, especially in the beginning and and I should really do this more often, but I would always remind myself like, you know, there's more to life than this. Like you're going to do more than this. You're going to change lives one day. And I think, and I think telling yourself that and telling yourself exactly what it is that you want to do it it really has a big impact on how you hold yourself and how you kind of perceive your current situation. I would agree because I mean, we all struggle, especially as dietitians, because like you said in the beginning, we're not in it for the money. So I think again, we all struggle with like keeping that in perspective. Like we're not in it for the money. We're here to change people's lives. And yes, we're not going to be positive every day, but we're going to try really hard because we do like our profession is it's hard because we're not even respected as like physical therapists and speech therapists and OT. I mean, like we're in the same arena, but we don't get that same respect. And I'm sure you see that in clinical a lot too. Like you see that difference. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that kind of really makes it hard. Um, it's when you kind of, you're not, you don't feel valued 
Um, and that makes it hard to value, value yourself. Um, and, you know, and, and I feel like as dietitians, we all really try to advocate for each other. And, you know, when we get together, we're like, oh, you know, we know how important we are and, and, and how much of an impact we can have on someone's life. But at the end of the day, if we're spending the whole day kind of feeling like not such an important part of the team, it really does, you know, it really does affect how you see yourself. And, and I think that's one of the things that leaves a lot of, um, especially if you're entry level, it really just kind of leaves you feeling not so great about yourself sure. or, or your career. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that completely. Been there, been there, done that in that really <laughs> clinical life. You're, you're just like, no one cares about what I write in the chart. No one cares yeah. if I'm even here. Only person that would care is if like uh, Jaco or someone came into the hospital and tried to see if this person was charted on, you know, like that kind of stuff where you're like, what is, again, that, and I think that's why you and I relate so well because we went, we're going through our, that clinical experience. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're, I'm sure you're a fantastic clinical dietitian. I'm sure you're wonderful, but it's just, you're not feeling that same way on the other end. Yeah. So when you think about, I know that you think about like, you definitely want to help, like you want to be a person that is helpful and you want to see results and you want to, whatever that looks like. When you think about, um, like maybe when you first got out of your internship or if you're daydreaming, like I do often, if you had to nail what like the perfect dietitian job is, what do you think that is in your eyes? Um, well, number one at the top of my list is definitely a lot of traveling. <laughs> okay. I like I it. <laughs> love traveling. I love seeing the world and I, I think there's something so amazing about experiencing other cultures and perspectives. And in my ideal world, that would be a part of my lifestyle is just to always explore and learn and experience new things and, you know, just see whatever is out there. I, that sounds amazing. I like, I like that I know, component. Like, doesn't it? <laughs> But I think that's also obtainable too. It's just, again, like you said, when you're looking at that, what's my kind of idea of what I want to do with my life? Like that's definitely a a leg of your kind of focus is I want to do this, but I want to include travel in this focus. And um, I feel like that to know that helps you, again, find that joy that you want to find from your career. Because again, you spend so much time working. You spend so much time working. Yeah. So why not work in a place that teaches you more than you could ever learn in a textbook? You know? Right. Right. And then I I think about kind of our conversations too and about, um, you know, just the whole idea of the struggles of being a brand new dietitian in any career. When you, like for you, you had a definitely a different shift from your internship of having that business focus. Did you always have an interest in business before you went into nutrition or was it something that you kind of fell into while you were studying 
nutrition and dietetics? I think it's something that just kind of, yeah, something that just kind of happened to fall into my consciousness. Like I had always known that I, I didn't want to follow a traditional career path that was kind of like cut out for me. And like, this is exactly what you're going to do. And you're going to do this forever for the rest of your life. Like (laughs) I knew I didn't want that. Um, I wanted something more flexible, more, you know, more out of the ordinary. Um, and so as I was learning, um, you know, entrepreneurship became like a really big thing, the explosion of, you know, having an online community and websites and everything. So it just seemed kind of natural to me that if I didn't really want, uh, you know, strictly community role or strictly clinical role and nothing seemed to kind of, I didn't really seem to fit into any of these places it kind of the only option that made sense was to follow a business where I would create my own career. Mm -hmm. Which you're so lucky because you have, you have the education background, you know, like I, I think when I look, like you said, when you look at social media and all these people are starting their own businesses and they're doing all these things and there's classes to start your own business and all this kind of stuff. And, I don't feel like dietitians, there's not many of them that are business trained or business experts. They're kind of just winging it, (laughs) you know? And so I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that's hard for you because you're like, well, I have a business. I actually went to school and I have this business background. And then there's these dietitians that are teaching business that maybe don't really know business. Like, I feel like that could be very frustrating. I mean, honestly, like, I think whoever can actually create or has created a successful business with no business background, I mean, that's incredible to have to try to figure it out all on your own and do it. That's amazing. And I could probably learn a thing or two from them. I mean, you know, school and education and curriculums is not everything, you know, you learn from experiences too. And the big difference between somebody who has gone to school, for example, let's just say in a hypothetical situation, um, I have the education for it, but I don't do anything about it because I'm too afraid or, I get caught up and I kind of, you know, stick to my job and I never have the courage or I never find that passion again to actually act on, on essentially changing my life versus someone who has no education or background, but they're still doing it anyway. And eventually they figure it out and they make it. There's a big difference. So a lot of the time, you know, education and background doesn't really do anything. You, you have to, you have to make the choices to put that into action and create a life. I, you're right though. Like that's, that is a huge, that's like an eye opener right there. Like knowing and having the education, but not putting into it into action is it's the only, it's your only flaw if you have that background and you're not doing something about it or you're scared and people are definitely, I understand that. Like you said, it's scary to leave those comfort zones. 
but yeah. I, I guess you've seen those like sorry to cut you off no um, that's okay like those memes on instagram like there was one not a meme but it's like quote a quote um there was a quote that i saw uh it was something like someone that has less credentials um than you or no credentials compared to you is actually doing what you should be doing out there or it was something like that and it was kind of like mm-hmm. and it's so true especially with nutrition i mean there are so many nutrition coaches quotation marks um mm-hmm. experts and and they're making tons of money and they have thriving careers but they don't have the educational backgrounds that an rd might have but they're making it and they're making it big because they believed in themselves. And so do you kind of feel like you're at that point where you're like in between point, like you're kind of like, I'm there, but I'm not quite there. So I'm just going to kind of stay right here and take it all in. Like, how do you make that leap from I need to move forward? I guess that's like when I think about my past, but like for you, what do you, what do you think will propel you forward to take that, that leap for yourself? Um, I think I always, it's a lot of self-reflection. Um, a lot of the time it's, um, when it's time for me to change or do something, I'll feel like an internal tug in a certain Mm -hmm. direction. So I know that, you know, right now, even though I may not be happy where I am in my job, I'm not ready to take another step yet because I don't have that passion right now. I don't have, you know, that drive that's going to help me to put all this energy and time into developing something else. Um, I think, and, and, you know, sometimes we all need that. We all need that time to kind of just go with the flow and kind of like, reflect um and just do nothing and i think when the time is right you'll well at least you know i don't know if anybody else feel this way feels this way but you know i feel an an internal change like i'll just wake up one day or i'll suddenly be like you know what i want to be more active on my instagram again and it's like this sudden inspiration so i'm kind of just Biding my time, I'm kind of taking it all in, you know, doing my job at work and just, uh, just waiting for when I'll be ready again to take the next step, which I know I will. Like, I guess you could say that, well, what if you never, what if you get stuck in a rut and, and you never do make that next step? And, you know, things happen and life gets crazy. Um, and that's true. That could happen. But I also have a, a gut feeling that I'm not going to be in this place forever. I'm going to find a way out whenever that is, when it's my time. And I love that you said that because I think you have to trust the timing of your life for sure. And you'll have to listen to those internal cues to know when it's right for you. And no one can tell you. 
no one can influence you. No one can make you do it. It has to be on your own accord. And I love that you said that. That's really, that's good insight for people that are kind of feeling the same way that you do. Yeah. And I think, you know, it also really helps to have someone to talk to who understands who's not going to you know, and you tell people and they're kind of just like, oh, why don't you just look for another job? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of give you advice, but it's not really the advice that you need. So I think that's that's why I think it's so important for dietitians, especially entry-level dietitians or any dietitian at any point in their career, really, who's feeling kind of stuck. I think community and just connecting is so important because I know that you know, a lot of my other coworkers feel the same way I do. And, you know, we don't always talk about it, but when we do, I just, I just leave feeling so much better. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm, I feel like there's someone else that understands me. And I feel like, Hey, like I'm not alone in this, so it's going to be okay. You know, kind of to have that supportive community. And you and I kind of talked about maybe creating more of a space for that. And again, like, I don't know what that looks like. And maybe it is a Facebook page or maybe it's a Zoom meeting once a month just to kind of talk about things. But there is people that need, and I think like you said, talking is so important. If we don't talk about it, then it just bursts out of us in other ways. Oh, yeah. Like our poor family suffers. (laughs) 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 which is never good (laughs) but we'll have to i'll have to keep everybody you and i are going to talk a little bit later about maybe creating some type of space that would just be a i always it's i always think that a dietitian is a dumping space that you can just kind of say what you want and no one will judge you and yeah um you can just be just like, kind of oh, dead. hell yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. the same freaking way. This totally sucks. Or this is great. And just bounce ideas off of each other yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So we might, we, you and I might have to create that space. Maybe this will be part of, of the next journey for you as having <laughs> that space. You never know. Like you never know what it might lead to. So um, stay tuned listeners. We might be coming out with, with something in the future, but. I love your honesty of just, you know, where you're at in your life and that you're just listening to your internal cues and you're just kind of going with the flow. And I think that's great that you're sharing what you're going through as a dietitian. I don't think enough of us do that. And I love that your honesty and I love that your passion just is still there. You just are trying to figure out where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think honesty is so important. Like you see a lot of people, you know, opening up about a lot of things that were never talked about before. And it really does help to just know that, hey, like this person is going through this too. You know, it's just, I feel like there's something about being vulnerable and honest that just so much more rewarding than kind of like faking it until you make it. Sure. I hate that phrase. Don't you hate that phrase? <laughs> I, yeah. That phrase is like, no, don't fake it till you make it because you're never going to make it because you're faking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know if that's how you do, but 
I, yes, being vulnerable is much more productive than faking it until you make it. For sure. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I feel like, I feel like we could continue this conversation again. I feel like in like a year or so we should continue this conversation, but I really do love the idea of maybe continuing this conversation and opening up a space for other dietitians. So you and I, I think we're onto something. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, and I know that we didn't do all, I I know that you're early in your career and I think there's lots of great things ahead for you. And I hope that you text me or call me when something exciting pops into your head or something like (laughs) excites you because you're in my phone and I'll know it's you and I'll respond. So um, again, that's that dietitian community. We've never met in person, but I'm definitely here for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, it's just, you know, you just feel a connection and you're so open and warm. And I think that's why it's so easy for a lot of people to connect with you and talk to you. It's, you know, it's, I just, I love people because I know that I needed somebody like me in my life when I was a young clinical dietitian. And I didn't really have that. Yeah. So, and someday you're going to do the same for another young dietitian that needs you when you're older and wiser. I hope so. <laughs> you will be for sure. For sure. Well, um, we will keep listeners. In, we're going to keep lis- listeners um, updated on our future endeavors, but I know just be mindful of time and our conversation tonight. I always have to end my podcast with my favorite five questions for all my guests. And then we will definitely do a podcast. I'm going to write this down like November of like 2020, December 2020. You and I are going to have it round two. I'm putting it in my, my okay. phone right now. So that's insane. We'll Can you imagine what happen in a year? Seriously, so much can happen. I was just reflecting on um, this past year and I was like, oh my gosh, that happened and that happened and that like no way. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting um, when we talk again. I mean, we'll talk before that, but when we talk about yeah. <laughs> your your journey, your continued journey. All right. So share with me and my listeners some foods that you enjoy. Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> I love Thai food. Do That'd you? Be my hands down favorite. What's your favorite dish from? I'm always open to trying new things. So enlighten me. Um, green curry. Green curry? Oh, I've yeah. never had that. Okay, I'm gonna You've write that down it. too. It's no. so good. It's like a curry and with like a it has like lemongrass and coconut milk and lots of veggies mm. and it's really good. Okay, that sounds delicious. I think I was always scared of it because I thought it was going to be like spicy or taste like grass. <laughs> no, it's really complex. I mean, it depends on your spice tolerance, but you can always ask for them to make it milder. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try it, girl. <laughs> I trust your judgment. <laughs> um, what kind of beverages do you enjoy? Um... You know, I'm going to have to be boring and just say water. 
I really don't drink many beverages besides water. And I do love a cup of coffee. Um, but yeah, I don't really drink many beverages. Very, you know what? I need to stop drinking a variety of beverages and focus more on water. So good for you. <laughs> uh, what kind of um, sense or smells do you enjoy? Um, you know, I really have loved rose. Like you would think that it makes you think of like a grandma old lady type of, you know, like rosy smell. But I really love like a fresh, clean, floral, not too like strong, but like a very like realistic smelling rose smell. Yeah, like a real rose, not like the weird yeah. bottle rose smell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not like the artificial kind of overpowering smells, but like yeah, I love rose um fragranced things. Here, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about that at work today. We were talking about how rose never smells as authentic as the real thing when it's in a bottle. <laughs> True. It really doesn't. If you find one, though, let us know because it does smell <laughs> delicious, but it smells like a real thing. <clears throat> um, what kind of music do you listen to? Do you have some favorite types of music or bands that you listen to? Um, I listen to a variety of music. I actually um, really love like R&B and soca music. Like think of like Caribbean and West Indian parties. Ooh. Um, those kind of music is just so happy and it makes you want to move and dance. Do you like pump yourself up in the morning when you go to work with it? Like get um, yourself in a good mood? <laughs> I don't, but I really should do that. That's you a good probably idea. Should. <laughs> you probably should. Maybe it'll just like change your mindset just a little bit and you can just have dance parties in your head all day while you're at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what brings you joy in life, Rita? Um, the little things, you know, just like smelling fresh air, feeling sunlight on my skin. Um, if I had to put it in a picture, I would say sitting outside on a front porch on a really sunny and beautiful blue morning with birds chirping a good book and a cup of coffee let's go there right now <laughs> <laughs> can we find that spot right now <laughs> we need that we need that place especially during the winter that sounds so yeah. lovely that sounds sounds very jo joyful Aww. I can see you like just Smiling and radiating, being happy on a front porch. <laughs> Good thought. See, that's another thought you need a channel on your way to work is yeah that. Or when you're at work and you're like, oh, I'm going to lose my mind. Just like go to your happy place. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rita, I'm excited to continue our conversation and continue our, our just our connection and I thank you so much for sharing such a personal side of your profession and your life. And I hope that some of the listeners kind of resonate and know that they're not alone 
and to reach out to you or to me if you just need to vent or need a space to chat because I think we need to create that and we will. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really wonderful having this conversation with you. And I really do hope that, you know, um, whoever's listening to this um, kind of leaves it feeling more positive or just more connected than they did when they started. I hope so, too. Thank you so much. The struggle is real when you first become a working registered dietitian. And I appreciate Rita being so candid about all the things she has been feeling over the past year. I also appreciate how she recognizes the other parts of life that are important, especially our personal lives and how we need to focus on those too while we're working on our career and where we want to be. If a supportive Facebook group or community sounds interesting to you, please shoot me a message on social or email me, email Rita, which her email address is in the show notes. We would love to be in this space with you and we would love to create this place for you. My website, AnnaLizWithRD, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great nutrition experts. My website, AnnaLizWithRD.com, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great nutrition experts. My book is available for purchase on my website. And you can also connect with me more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at Anne Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters. <laughs>